Yes, hello everybody, and welcome to Thursday night. It's Thursday night. It must be it must be full course yellow again. It's good to catch up with everybody once again. I'm, I'm joining you from a house that is full of the smell of burnt pork at the moment, but we won't go into that. It's uh, this, yeah, we won't go into that. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, yes, it could be taken a whole a whole bunch of a whole bunch of ways. Well, welcome to another welcome to Full Course Yellow again. What a what an interesting interesting week it's been. We've had, of course, Bathurst. First of all, congratulations to Jazz Mostert and Lee Holdsworth. We'll be talking about uh, Bathurst. Obviously, what happened last weekend and uh, the race itself, the great race, or was it a great race? We'll we'll find out. That we'll give you the uh, we'll give you the. Uh, Sort of out of verdict on that a little bit later. Also, uh, of course, Formula One. The, the, it, it all comes down to this weekend, the the battle for winner take all in the final round of the year, and um, Max Verstappen versus Lewis Hamilton. And once again, plenty of uh, plenty of controversy there. So we'll we'll talk about that uh, over the course of the night. We would love your uh, we'd love to hear your comments and your questions. So if you would uh, if you feel like it, whether you're watching us on Facebook or on the Inpit Lane YouTube channel. Go into the chat section and ask your questions or make your comments, and we'll catch up with you a little bit later on in the program when we uh, when we introduce everybody. And let's, in fact, let's introduce everybody right now. Sort of joining us, uh, joining us on the program tonight. We've got uh, well some of the usual suspects. We've got Pete and uh, Dawkins with us, and also Chris. Good evening. There, so uh, no Stuart or, or Richard or Dave tonight, or so so far they might join. Some of them might join us a little bit later. But our thoughts with uh, with Richard, with Richard Outram, his uh, his uh, father's funeral is tomorrow, and uh, our thoughts are with with Richard and Heather and the family um, heading there t- tomorrow. So. Uh, yeah, we, we, we spoke, we spoke, I know what Richard thinks about all these things because we spoke at length yesterday about it. So, uh, there we go. So I think, uh, I think Stuart is about to, uh, join us as well and he can add himself because he's capable of that. There he is. He's just, he's just popped up there. So hello to Stuart. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, the great race. Okay. So what are the, what are the verdicts, everybody? Before we, uh, say hello to everybody, what's the, what's the verdict? As we've got an open, somebody's got an open speaker, which I'm assuming is Stuart. Give me one second. Okay, so while while Stuart works out the technical stuff, uh, Pete, what did you what did you think? It was, it was okay. It wasn't one of the better ones. Um, I liked, um, even though they acknowledged that the the Mostert car was fast, and they um, they probably wouldn't be able to keep up with it. I, I like the fact that um, Red Bull at the end just said, okay, um, we'll go for it, and whatever happens, happens. And, of course, the tide, the laminated. So they, but they said, you know, we, we thought that could happen, and we, we just went for it. And so that, that was good. Yeah, I think it was, uh, well, I mean, they had nothing to lose. The fact that, you know, this, the, this is the problem I've got with Bathurst being a part of the championship. I mean, if, if they were going to that last round and, you know, like Shane and, and, and Jamie or even worse, Shane and someone else, you know, from another team were in a competition for the, uh, for the championship, they would have to have one eye on the championship and just say, look, you know, they wouldn't have been able to have the luxury of taking that approach. They would have just had to say, nah, look, we, we, we really need to make sure that we finish within, you know, within a certain range to get a certain amount of points so that we can, uh, so that we can win the championship. That is indeed if the, 
if the championship is still, you know, is, is as big or bigger than Bathurst. I suppose it depends. If you talk to a lot of the drivers, and I've spoken to a few of them, and we've asked them on the show, and quite a few of them have said, yeah, I'd probably rather win Bathurst, but... Uh, not everyone's is. I know Shane for is is is, is very much. Uh, no, I'd rather win the championship, thank you, because that's you know a whole year's worth of uh, you know that's a vindication of a whole year's worth of stuff. Let's uh, before we move on to other uh, things, let's introduce uh, some of our some of our regulars who are watching. Uh, hello to once again to Box Box Box. We've got uh, Andrew joining us again. Evening, Andrew, and uh, also Andrew S and Tony P. G'day guys, how are you? And also, uh, also Brett Seller saying good result, very emotional and passionate speech by the Reverend Gary Coleman. Yeah, Gary Coleman uh, retiring from his position as the uh, the motorsport chaplain up in uh, up in New South Wales and sort of in the major motorsport chaplain. Uh, my only my only connection with, uh, with with Gary Coleman was uh, many years ago we went up to uh, went up to Wakefield Park. Uh, for a roundup there, and it was the weekend that Stewie McColl was killed, and it was only about a, a week or so. In fact, it was the, the the first meeting. He'd been on the show on Tuesday night to promote the meeting at Phillip Island, and we were up at Wakefield Park with the sports Dan guys, and we got the we got the news through that uh, he'd been killed at uh, at Phillip Island, and on the and there was also been a, a, a another crash, another bad crash up at Wakefield um, on that on the uh, on the practice and you know i'm i can't carrying atheist and all of it, but i mean he gary coleman gave a really really fabulous speech in the morning it was very moving it was it wasn't you know, it was very sincere and because uh, you know a lot of people were going oh do we race because people just didn't feel like it and uh yeah he gave a fantastic speech it was he was really impressed in fact i went up to him afterwards and then and just said, look, you know, I've come up, congratulate him, just said, you know, just wonderful stuff. So he's very well respected, absolutely loved in the in the industry, and he'll be uh, very, very sorely missed from that uh, from that role. But uh, he's, he deserves a break now. And, uh, yeah, they do a great job, the motorsport chaplains. We've had, you know, like Mark and, uh, and Arthur and, you know, people down here on the show who, who do that stuff down here. And But Gary is on a certain, on another level, so... Uh, yeah, great, great stuff. I think there was a lot of success stories out of the um, the weekend. Sorry, six day event at Bathurst last week. There's a lot of success stories that can be we could probably touch on. One, the whole event of six days. I think uh, everyone was uh, giving it some thought beforehand, thinking it might be a bit too long. But I didn't hear any complaints by the end of it, and I heard. Oh, I heard a few. I heard a lot of complaints. Oh, we'll see. Not, not from me. I thought it was great. No. I love, yeah, well, I and I heard a lot of good stuff coming out, even for the people that were up there for the six days, and they thoroughly enjoyed it if they paced themselves and just. Uh, also, if you want to speak about the, I don't know, something about a few Ks were running around by a few cars on the Sunday. Uh, co-drivers are important, just as important, if not ever, especially when you get lethal punching out laps at 2.05, which were faster than most of the main main drivers were punching out at the time early in his season, even though the car had race speed. But he obviously, you know, it was a shame that he lost his drive last year at Tickford due to various reasons, which I won't go into the politics tonight. So uh, the co-drivers are so important. Uh, again, it also... 
probably extenuates the idea that was it was probably ten years ago. I think it was mentioned and has done ever since. It's it's not a endurance race anymore. It's a simple sprint race of a hundred and sixty odd laps, a thousand kilometers, and every lap is almost a qualifying lap from day dot. I mean, they're always coming up with faster ways to do pit stops. You know, the the different ways that they have to do their compulsory brake pad change and sorry and brake rotor change as well too so it's extremely important that they're trying to find almost every single tenth or every single second they possibly can throughout the day to, to nail it um so enough about that whatever that thing was on the sunday the highlight of the weekend or highlight of the six days was the press conference on the friday that provided more fireworks than the pyrotechnics that were going off as the cars went over the line on Sunday at the finish. So if anyone has been paying attention the last 12 or 18 months to the cars, the Generation 3 cars, forget about those. They were on display. They rolled them out and started them up, and they made a nice big noise, and they were flashy and glow and mm. nice red and blue colours. The press conference was the highlight of the weekend, and it has been underestimated what was said since. So every single, I'll put my journalist hat on like we do sometimes, Brett and I, and on camera, and we'll speak about what happened for about 15, 20 minutes after the the cars did their special thing on the floor there. And every single journalist in the room had a panel with people sitting up there from team representatives and et cetera. And they would like to know whether the cars are going to, everyone wanted to know, that was the first point, and it lasted for a long time at the start of this conference until it got pipped at the post by a certain individual, want to know whether a car is going to be paddle shift or stick shift. And if it's going to be stick shift, will it be a real stick shift, a real proper sequential or some sort of crash box or whatever it may be, or will it be a fake shifting where it is fully automated and electronic anyway? So... Roland Dane had his opinion, which some people actually agree with him for a change. And then no one ever, ever listens to Roland Dane and, and agrees with his opinion too often. And it was all stopped after you have four dignitaries. You have Holden dignitaries all there at this presser and all come to a dead halt Fred Flintstone Barney Rubble stop when Sean Seymour said, right, that's it, had enough. All of you stop asking questions about when this is going to happen, what's going to happen, who's going to happen, et cetera, like that. How, why can't you talk about the beautiful cars that are over there and the lovely noise that they make and, and all this spectacular stuff about the general cars? Now, I don't want to hear anything more about the, the stick shift or the paddle shift or whatever it's going to be, so let's get on to the, what we're really here for. Next question, please. So with the paddle shift and the stick shift, the journalist said again... He was just about blowing a pop of valve. So there you go. It's well, the, uh, first, hmm. the, the first run that they did, uh, the, the Mustang actually had a, a gear lever in it. They which, changed that for the, for, yeah, for, the, um, for the release. The, the last, the sec, the last two runs, suddenly that gear lever disappeared. And always the commentators were very careful. They were, you know, raving about externally how good it sounded and how good it looked, but they were very careful not to mention anything in the interior. <laughs> yeah, good reason for that. Those cars have nothing to do with road cars anymore. There's no production-related anything. They're a oh, race they're car. Right. And at that level, they need to be a race car just for the safety of it. To have 
production cars running around at that pace would be dangerous. That even things like a gear lever coming loose and flying around inside in an incident is a whole different kettle of fish to it. Paddles on the back of the steering wheel. It's it's going to come down to safety and parity. The point is, I mean, it's it, it, yeah. This whole controversy is once again like a lot of things in life, and I have to say this, you know, and I can say this, you know, because you know, this is this is me saying it, and I'm almost sixty-one years old, and I'm sitting here, and I'm I'm white and middle-aged, old man, grumpy old man. Nothing righteous to yourself, Brett. It's it's only it's. It's only people of my generation and all that that are kids. The, the next generation could not, they don't know what an H pattern gearbox is. You can't. They you won't can, even know what a petrol engine is. You, you can <laughs> hard, you, well, you can hardly buy a car. I think there's, you know, I think there's about two or three cars in Australia that still have an old fashioned manual, manual gearbox anymore. I, I mean, if I, you I, have I, a look I, around. I, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. I've got a 2012 just sitting outside the door here with a six speed manual in it. Thank you very much. That's 2012. Yeah, that's 2012. 2012 was long. Well, 2012 is the 10 years only ago. Only nine, only nine years. And sorry, you can get that one. Back. You can get a 2016 version of that car. That car is sitting over there. It's only a few meters away from me. You can get a 2016 version of that in a six speed manual. Exactly okay. the same gearbox let's, as in mine. Five years. Let's get some five years. Less than 5% of cars sold worldwide have a manual gearbox in them. Less than 5%. Yeah. Agree, because they're lazy. Enthusiast, it's enthusiast cars that have manual gearboxes now, not commuter cars. And, and not even and it, not even then. Given another Ferrari. ten years Yeah, given another ten years, all the commuter cars are gonna be self drive and that'll yep. mean people like us who enjoy driving will not have idiots doing dipship things in front of us on the road. The cars oh, and the computers anyway, will keep them out of the way the while the rest of us can enjoy ourselves. Let's get back and to the subject. The subject is driving. the subject is paddle shifts and stick shifts in supercars. Let's look at we're getting way off the subject here, and I didn't. No, no, because it's, it's, so it's, it's it comes it's down to it's relevant. Oh yeah, look, we could go on for hours about how relevant all the other stuff is. Um, let's get back to the facts yeah. of it. Paddle shift or stick shift, and it comes down to the fans and, and journalists and drivers and teams because the teams and drivers have also expressed an opinion, and they're the ones that are going to have to be utilising it and working on it and driving it. And they have preferred that they want a stick shift and a real stick shift, not a automatic one. That well, some, like of, some, of them, some of them have. Well, a, a, major, a majority have so far. they can yank on. And it comes also back down to what the people want to watch and a lot of society, and I've seen hundreds and hundreds of posts from fans, and they want to see it, see a stick shift as well too for entertainment value. I, and, I, and, I fo- and to keep, I follow and to the keep old, the sport. I, fo- I follow the old, in terms of what the fans were, I follow the old, you know, Steve Jobs uh, principle, which is, you know, the, the, you know, never ask the public <laughs> what they want because the public have got no expletive deleted idea. Um, yeah, if anybody is, if, if, if anybody is going to stop watching any form of motorsport, whether it's supercars or anything else, because instead of going like that to change gear, you're going like that. Who cares? It is irrelevant. If people say, well, I'm not going anymore because, you know, they don't change the gear and they don't press the clutch anymore. Okay. If the racing, if, if the racing is close, who cares? The stick shift crowd. Watch drag racing, love drag racing, and yeah. their manual gearboxes instead of having a button on the shift 
that actually changes or does the clutch action for you. No, so that. as you yank the lever, the clutch engages and disengages. Let's get into the subject. mechanical system. It's not a computerized system. The driver still has to choose when. Maybe okay. that's the important factor. Yeah. The driver has to choose when, rather okay. than they do have they do have shift system. lights. <laughs> right, getting back to the subject yeah. again for the third time is <laughs> the fans have said, and these must be the educated ones because obviously they must have a manual car. And I know, I know lots. I know, I know dozens. Actually, I know hundreds of people have got manual cars, and that's the truth. I'm not uh, hand on heart. I know hundreds of people have got manual cars, and they drive them every day. A lot of them. Now, these people have also said if the drivers suddenly have a paddle shift or have an automatic system for them, it does take away some of the driver error chance and skill level. And that is a, and that is a hundred percent fact. The, yeah. the, 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 the highest, true. the so-called highest level of motorsport in the world is Formula One and they haven't had, they haven't had old fashioned gearboxes. Yeah, but that's, from well if, if you want to watch Formula One, you realize that if you want to watch supercars, you want to watch that facet that has actually got a chance of being, making an error in it. I don't think anybody's going to go into I do. one way or the other. I disagree with you there, Brett. You said, I don't care if anyone, I'm an anyone, and I do, because I'd rather see a stick shift. It, take, it adds to the entertainment, especially if you know what's going on in the car. It's, you watch the foot brake, your left and right foot breakers, you watch the clutch, you've got the thing, you've got to change the gears, you've got the lights on the steering wheel, you've got to get all these particularly right. If you take which a paddle still have shift, to do with, they still have to do with the paddle shift. Which is easier. Hang on, I'm, I'm just going back through the feet there. You use the clutch to change gears? Can't you rev match? No, no, no. I, I'm talking about what the. I, I can, yes. We've discussed this before, and you know I can. So don't be a smart ass for a second. Let's get back because you oh, know. By I the can. way, for anyone watching, I've seen him do it, so that's why this is funny. Thank you. Anyway, that guy ahead of me is funny. Above me is funny too. But getting back to it, the driver error chances are lower with a paddle shift compared to driving a proper manual. It's a fact. Well, I don't know. I've driven a few. I've, I've and driven I do a few care. Um, only because I've driven some paddle shifts. And I've made, uh, yeah, I've driven a couple of paddle shift cars. I must admit, I made more mistakes driving the damn paddle shift car because I'm not used to it. I'm much more. Yeah, I, yeah. Personally, I mean, from you know, I'm I, I'm happy to have my have my little my little manual. I mean, you know, but it, it nowadays, you know, most cars. Are going to come. The technology is there. We're not talking about sort of GT3 with traction control and ABS and all the rest of it. They don't have that sort of thing. They've still got a. They've still got to time the shift. And as I said, the only difference between what they're doing now and what they'll be doing then is right now they push forward to change up and they pull or vice versa. I think it's push forward to when they pull back to, to change down. All they'll be doing is pressing one to change up and pressing the other one to change down. They'll still have to do it at the same time. They'll still have to use the clutch to get away from the from the start line and to get away from the pits apart from that as you say you know most of them particularly the young guys with their left foot braking if you have a look at a lot of the older guys who will get there they were doing the heel and toe but there was a whole bunch of the younger guys when they had the 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 the, 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 the pedal cam down there that not, virtually none of them were using the clutch at any stage and tcr and um the Bathurst 12 hour, they're all paddle shift and they still have mistakes and they still, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. One yeah, no. thing with the overall class though, regardless of the method they change the gears and what have you, uh, there's no relationship to production cars at all. 
They are a silhouette cup. So it really doesn't matter how much or which way they change gears and whatever. It's got nothing to do with what's underneath. It's going to be whether the drivers have the skill and whether the fans will accept that these are two-door cars that not many people can buy compared to Commodore versus Falcon, which anyone could go into a showroom and buy, even if it was just a basic model. Anyone could get them. These, they're now a a sports car. They're hard to buy. They're not the common car. Most people are driving SUVs now, not sedans, not wagons, not two doors. And think there's been two occasions, uh, one in the 70s and one in the 90s, where the rules have been changed to get rid of two-door cars, and now we're going to two-door cars. Go figure. Sure, yeah, well, one of them had a rotary and one of them had all-wheel drive, but hey. Yeah. But, but anyway, let's um, heading back to, to to last weekend. It was it was good. I must say the other Gen Three cars. I said people were very excited about how the cars sounded. But as I pointed out, I think because you know, Dave Dave Stillwell was up there and Dave was saying how amazing they sounded. Um, they won't sound quite like that when they're on the track because I have no doubt that last weekend they were running without mufflers, and so everybody's going, "Wow, they sound amazing." Right. They won't sound quite as amazing. I don't they think did say they... the Camaro. Sorry, they did say that the Camaro had a silencer on it. Right. Yeah, that's why the mm. the, the Mustang sounded so good. The Mustang sounded fan. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. But um, but any but anyway, the, the other question that comes: if we can run a Mustang and we can run a Camaro, can we run a Challenger? Yes, you can, but no one wants to back it. Yeah, well, that's, 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 you can. Yes, you can. Well, it's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be uh, homologated by the manufacturers. It be, so it's not like yep. it, it can yep. be. And of course, Chrysler, the short, short you know, answer is yes. In oh, theory, the in theory then, it won't happen. But if yes, you can run the Challenger, can you run a BMW with a V8 and two doors? Yes, yes you can. Yes, you can run any. You can doesn't run. Mercedes make one of those as well? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You can right. run Aston Martin. Anyone can run a car as as long as they are. They just put the carbon fiber body panels on it. As long as, long as Triple I get to manufacture them and charge you each for each panel, like they have been doing with the Gen Two car. So exactly, that's yeah, everyone's been a customer of Triple Eight because they're the one that's been making the panels for everybody. And uh, in this particular case, the 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 Mustangs will have one supplier and the. Uh, Camaros will have another supplier on the panels. This one, it won't be strictly triple eight. There will be manufacturing most of the parts like they have with this, with this type of things. But yes, if you get a homologated, you go through all the testing, you follow, jump through all the hoops, uh, do the pole bolting, jumping, throw a discus, et cetera, et cetera, run the thousand meter around the Olympic track. You can put a, a car on the grid with, as Brett said, homologation as long as it's all, all ticked all the boxes. That's yeah. So that's got to be say. better for the racing then overall. That's got to be better. No one wants to do it. No, yeah, no one wants to do it. There's been no interest at all. I mean, there's all these rumours about, oh, Jaguar want to come in and there are no, at, at this They're stage, nobody. No, that's yeah. it. Nobody's, nobody's really. As Andrew's saying, you know, do you think Jaguar will team up with, uh, with Walkinshaw? Andrew, uh, the, the answer is no, because they've, they've said in, in answer to that rumor that was that, you know, that kite flying that was going around from Speed Cafe, um, the Jaguar Australia, the, the, the distributor of, for Jaguar in Australia said, no, we have absolutely no, no interest at all in, in supercar. 
in supercar racing. And so, Boost, um, Boost, Boost Mobile are now sponsoring both cars at Erebus for the start of next year as well too. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. But let's get, getting back onto onto the race, we had um, there as I think as, as, as I think it was Paul has pointed out about the. Uh, the, the about the, uh, the the echidna, the highlight, the echidna, and that, that's why I said, how can it be called the great race? The highlights of the race, without any shadow of a doubt, were that very very lucky echidna, and also the the albino wallaby. They were the they were the two talking oh, points. Oh, I'll, I'll go with the first one. Um, the, that echidna actually sparked the spike, like the first one usually does. There's usually multiple of of the. Um, Safety cars. Once, you know, the old saying, safety cars breed safety cars, but that, that sparked the first one, which then sparked the second one, which then sparked another one, and so forth and so forth. Because, you know, I was even looking at one stage up to that point, there'd be, you know, maybe one, one at the most, maybe two safety cars, because the cars are built so well now, they can just smash out a thousand Ks, maybe even another thousand. It was like, you know, like, it was almost as if sort of, you know, Supercars Australia sort of said, you know, like, you know, oh, race is a bit dreary. Okay. Ready the, re- ready the remote controlled echidna. <laughs> oh, was, release the wolves. There was I one wonder if you've got up. the same representation as Skippy from a few years back. There was one sitting up on the mound in that area on the, on the grass on the Friday. Uh, yeah, well, there was a bit of a, well, I mean, we know that there's tons of wildlife. I mean, we didn't see, apart from the, the albino wallaby running around the, you know, and, and thankfully not going anywhere near the track. I mean, uh, you know, obviously for the 12 hour, first thing in the morning. I mean, and there's so many of them. You go up to the top of the mountain and go to the back of McPhillamy Park through the camp and look down the other side of the mountain and, it's just a sea of kangaroos. It's amazing there's not there hasn't been more accidents. Especially out early there, but, um, when I remember up the early morning. Uh, while we're still talking about the race, Richie, which of the two seaters behind you are you warming up? Um, ScoMo said he wants to go for another race and run around the track and give everyone the Queen wave. I don't think he'd fit in either of those. <laughs> what his no. ego or just his body? Both. <laughs> Yeah, both. Okay, let's not. Let's not. I think there's been enough. To, I've had. I've, I've had. I've had enough flack from. I've had. I've had enough flack from people already. As I said, the only thing that I'll say about it is that as a as somebody who actually worked for in in media advice for for both political parties for candidates in, in both political parties years and years ago as a media advisor, the the New South Wales Premier got it right. The Prime Minister got it wrong, and that was you know you do not accept you do not wrap yourself in the sponsor's product, and again it would have been you know like just politely thank you but no thank we'll put it aside and I'll take that home with me you know putting on his rep character and his suit there it yeah, not wasn't a good look. On a light anyway. note though, I did see a post from you, Brett. Uh, great hijacking by super. Uh, sorry, a thousand Bathurst. Yeah, oh, super. Yeah, super cheap auto. They've done a fabulous job in guerrilla oh, yeah. marketing. They've done. They, they <laughs> did a real, They've done a. They've done a really good job. And uh, they well done flooded everywhere. Yeah, they had it all pre-planned. I saw more. I think I saw for every 10, 10 advertising avenues yep. of uh, the super cheap brands. I saw one Repco's. They absolutely brought the it house. Might down. have cost them a fortune, but it was absolutely worth it. I think it'll come back in spades. 
Yeah, I think yeah. I think that was that was that was very good. Apart from that, the other uh, talking point. I mean, well, as we said, we had lots of uh, lots of different races over the weekend. But on the race itself, anybody got any uh, anything else either online or uh, in the panel to talk about? Uh, yeah, I just the thought race I, itself. On, on a serious note, like I, was, I did bring up some valid points before about co-drivers sprinting. Uh, lap times, um, you know, oh, some yeah, really those great lap things. times towards the ends were a sprint race lap times. They were getting faster as they got and closer to the fantastic racing lap. And I think, I think everyone probably, if you want to predict the winner, like we all had a, a touch on last week, you really need to look at. Don't got to read into what the teams and the drivers say towards the uh, towards their uh, interviews on the Saturday. If they say they've got a good race car, they've got to really mean it because it all comes down to set up on a Sunday. Unless your car is really set for the race, it's kind to its tyres and it, and it doesn't use up, you know, it's fuel economy. You can get a full 23 slash 24 laps out of it without a safety car. You're not going to hit the economy. And then the last part of it all is comes down to, because you never know whether, whether an echidna, a wallaby or another car will jump out in front of you. You've just got to have a little bit of luck on, on, on the track. And of course, you know, a quick, a quick mention to our friend of the show in pit lane. Steve Richards was driving around a Toyota 86 on the Saturday. And that was just pure, just pure to experience and his calm rhetoric. He was sitting in his 86 in the car, just absolutely wiped out in front of him and he just, just gently drove around it at full pace. So, uh, sometimes a little bit of luck comes into fashion too. It's, uh, I think also a testament to, I think at one stage of the race there as well too, there was something like, uh, 15, 18 cars on the lead lap, and that doesn't include safety cars and, uh, you know, mechanical breakdowns and stuff like that. So they're, they're all, a lot of cars were setting a cracking pace and keeping themselves in the loop for the, you know, after the end. And to quote, uh, the, the main commentator, Mr. Well, good, good luck to Mr. Neil Compton, who's, uh, on his recovery back from, um, his little scare, health scare in the last 12 months. Good to see him at his full speed in, in his verbal assault. Uh, after lap 100, you got to see where everybody sits and assess your situation. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not the same race it used to be. I mean, it used to be that race of attrition, and now there was there were very few. I mean, uh, unfortunately for um, for for Brad Jones Racing, they had they had a terrible uh, they had a terrible week or, or race of. Uh, of things going wrong and, um, but there, there were some great performances by young drivers as well. I mean, young Brock Feeney, uh, showed that, you know, they probably made a good decision to, to bring him up to, uh, to Triple Eight because if you have a look though, he was right back. I mean, you know, Russell Ingle did his job. He kept it, you know, he said, as he said, you know, his job was to keep it out there, keep it, you know, lapping at a reasonable pace and get it home without, uh, without breaking anything or running into anybody. And he certainly, certainly was more than capable of doing that. But uh, Brock Feeney did a really good job right up until the end, and I think um, nine laps to go. Yeah, I think that was that was the thing. But it was, um, yeah, that was uh, that was that that was interesting. You had so many so many young drivers sort of running around, and uh, we, we obviously saw that was the last race for uh, the last race for Jamie Win Cup, sort of a full time. So. Todd, yeah. a special mention of Todd Kelly as well, though too. He's he's stepping away from the sport to a certain extent. 
Yeah, it's interesting that you know, like Todd, I haven't heard like you know, Rick Kelly wasn't even there, and it's, I'm not sure what you know what's ha- ha- if there's been any incidents or anything or anything you know, a major change of philosophy. But Rick wasn't even there, and apparently has just said, you know, I have no interest, no interest in in attending. And um, yeah, it's, that's yeah, you know, we, we've we've sort of got got out of it. Uh, Kelly Brothers, they will still be doing sort of mechanical stuff. They'll still be doing engineering. For um, Grove Racing and um, Dave Gouchy, who's um, Couchy, who's, who's take, uh, taking over, he, he will not be able to take over until sort of mid-year. He's got, as they call the WWE, the, the non-compete clause or gardening leave. He can't come across and he can't work. So, um, so Tony Grove is just going to basically, you know, fill in the time until he's uh, until he's ready. But uh, Erebus did a fabulous. Uh, did a fabulous job as well, and once again, it was uh, we've we've you know sung the praises of Will Brown, but also um yeah that just that yeah I mean they did a fabulous job, but unfortunately it was uh, it was not the car the car wasn't underweight the car was perfectly weighted, but um, the doors were a bit uh, were a bit light. Grams. Yeah, so that's you know that's that's the thing, and it, you wouldn't think it would make that much of a difference whether it was you know deliberate or not. I mean, every little bit helps, but uh, they had to sort of you know they had to make some changes and put the weight back in the doors, which obviously you know like by the by two hundred grams has raised the center of gravity. You can't, I can't see with cars like that that are that heavy that it's going to have that much of a. Of a of an effect on them, but just uh, on on that, then obviously it refers to twelve months forward by fifty one weeks. To, to realistically, uh, I, it would have been great to see Murph and Stanaway if the borders were open. So the world will be a different place in twelve months, and we hopefully, you know, I got my letter in the mail from the government today to go and to go and get my booster shot, and hopefully everyone else out there will do so down the track, whatever whatever the world may be, but. What's everyone's thoughts? Should they still? And we discussed this briefly a few weeks ago when we knew of the um, announcements that we're going to have some uh, special attendees. It would two wild cards with the right pedigree and right licenses be good for the uh, for Bathurst One Thousand each year? Is I'd that, be happy to see. I'd be happy to see half a dozen or more. Oh, I still don't. I still don't think that yep. that they've got they've got anywhere they've got because they've already said that. You know, I mean, with the the new twenty five uh, organisation, they, they're going. To, it's going to be limited to. They're not going to have any more. Well, they're not going to be called Rex anymore. They, they, but whatever, let's call them franchises. There's not going to be any more than uh, than 26 cars maximum on any of those in any of those fields. And uh, you know, I would I would like to see you know, yeah, as I said, I'd like to see whether it's you know people coming from Super Two or you know just you know wild cards and all the rest of it with international drivers or young Australian drivers or veterans coming back or whatever. I'd I'd like to see because it's it's something more to. To talk about, I mean, seeing you know Ingle out there was a uh, was was good, and it would have been great to see you know Murph out there, and you know see what Stanaway is can you know g- give the opportunity for Stanaway to show his talent because he is talented. Whatever anybody thinks about him, you know the guy was a was a factory driver for for Aston Martin in the World Endurance Championship. He's uh, he's no bunny. He he can certainly he can certainly drive uh, Steer drive well. really well as um. Feeney, as Tyson saying, Feeney had a terrific drive apart from his accident. The sponsors ruined his TV time. That was something that, yeah, they got very, I'm sure that did have something to do with, I imagine supercars, 
<laughs> would very much say, no, 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 that had nothing to do with it. But I am very sure that sort of, you know, like whether they were asked to, and I don't think they would be asked to, but I think that you, you have in anything in, in whether it's even what we do on, on Channel 31, there is a, there's always a degree of self-censorship that you're going to say, ah, oh, yeah, hang on, that might not go well because of, you know, we're our sponsor, that, that's mm-hmm. the direct opposition to our sponsor or that's not going to reflect well on, on one of our advertisers or something. And you, it's just human nature that you do that sort of thing. And it may well have been that, yeah, it was like, uh, let's go, let's work our way back. Uh, let's not, let's not give them too should've, much, should've too got much us, time. Should have got Stuart to tune in on the comms. So you probably would have heard. And now we've got a, uh, interview with Russ, <laughs> Russell Ingle. Shoulders up, please. Shoulders up. Shoulders up. Raise, camp, raise, raise, raise. That's it. Just on the neckline spot. Now you got it. Right. Everyone over to Russell. Russell, how's the race going so far? Yeah, it seems about right. That's the reason they carry back a sponsored the Camaro to try and yeah, oh yeah, Kevin Bartlett's yeah. Channel Nine Camaro. Yeah, it's gorilla. Yes, it's, yeah, so it's a well known. It's a well known thing. Gorilla marketing is a well known thing, and that's why I think Super Cheap did a did a fabulous job. But um, in terms of both having the the sponsorship. Uh, Having the sponsorship in and there, notice, and uh, also also all the yeah with all the stuff with TCR as TCR as well. I mean, and they they and and the and the one thousand Bathurst thing was a good little good little gimmick that got a lot of got a lot of you know uh, mainstream press uh, there. It was like ABC covered it, and a whole bunch of the local media covered it. There was a whole bunch of general stuff about I, that, so it was a good 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 bit of guerrilla marketing. And I think, um, just briefly as a side note too, on a serious side note, is the, the patrons of the Bathurst, Mount Panorama, the campers themselves were missed out because Supercheap used to put in a, in a huge store there and it was mainly to do with camping equipment. You, you can get tents, you can get anything at all to do with camping whatsoever. And if something happened to break or something that, that you've left at home, forgot to pack or something that you wanted that you thought you might need, you could go down to the Supercheap store. Many a times over the years, I've heard lots of stories. That you just go and buy, you know, you know, a fifty-dollar, uh, you know, gas burner because yours did a hose or something like that, completely out of the blue. And you can go and buy that, and you just made your weekend that much bit better if you could cook your cook your meat. Okay, well, that was sort of the, the main race, but we also had the uh, the debut of S five thousand. That's what I was looking forward to, S five thousand, and. Uh, they looked and sounded fantastic, but gee, I'm not, I'm not sure that I want to see them, uh, back there again. I think we might have dodged a bullet, uh, with that. Why? What about, what they everybody... 90, well, they're 90 down on horsepower or because they kept on smashing them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's probably, see, the thing. Yeah. hang on. The race started exactly as I needed to get in the shower to go to work. So I haven't seen the race and the only TV coverage I've seen is an accident in the chase. Literally, I saw news stories that had the accident and didn't include the race results at all. Nothing else. Just, oh, look, there was a crash. Yeah, thank you, mainstream media. You're doing a really bang-up job. 
But I mean, for most people, that is the story. I mean, it's like it's you know, like for people to say, you know, like the the race was won by or the you know, Aaron Cameron took the Tasman, and the thing was, Aaron was involved in the in the crash with uh, another mate as a regular on the program over the years, Lewis Leeds. Um, but the fact that you know, like neither of them were injured, great testimony to the safety of the cars. There were a number of you know, fairly of, of, you know, pretty decent crashes, and you know, nobody was badly hurt. And uh, the, the cars were repaired in most cases very well, but uh, oh gee, I'd, I'd coming through, coming through the chase where that uh, where they came together, where Cameron and uh, and, and Lewis came together, um, that that could have gone very very pear shaped in so many ways, and I'm not sure that anything is added to the, the to the prestige of that category by running them at at Mount Panorama. I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure about that because let's face it, if something really bad had have happened and somebody was seriously injured or, or even worse, um, yeah, it would, that would not be a good good look for the. So, category. question so, is, Brett, on that note, uh, is it the speed, the continual high speed of the car because of the length of the circuit and the terrain, or is it? Uh, just yeah, the circuit, the circuit layout itself, because I mean you have places that other you know Phillip Island or or other you know tracks that are going to be at, they'll reach those speeds anyway, or because you know you're going to have side by side too, because or because they're just an open top doing that sort of speed. So where's Where's your the, the the main the main part of the track the the main you know the part of the track that really won't was is that is the chase and the problem with the chase is the chase was meant to slow people that it's now nobody nobody like I was talking to Richard you know, yesterday and Richard was saying well you know he said even in the XL he said well I'm not you know he said I'm not you know perhaps the not XL lifting. doesn't go fast enough but he you know everybody goes through that absolutely flat chat now and. Uh, like if you're going through, it's bad enough when you're bumping when you're bumping panels together in a in a sedan or a sports car in a GT car. But when you've got exposed big exposed wheels out there, I mean, uh, yeah, coming together at 285, 290 kilometres an hour and having two big wheels hitting each other at flat chat into the chase, um, that. Either of those cars could have got, and then you've got you know, the other worry about where those wheels go. I, 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 I'm not sure whether the, somebody might know, one of our viewers might know uh, out there whether, but I'm not sure whether there are wheel tethers on those cars or not. Pete, do you know? Oh, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, I haven't heard. I, I was going to ring. I was going to ring Gary Rogers and uh, and and find out. Um, yeah, I mean, Paul is saying, and Paul's been involved. The Bathurst track doesn't comply with as it is, so running wings of slicks is asking for trouble. And I think that they they made sort of modifications. The thing was, I was really surprised when they. I've said this a few times that you know, when they first proposed, when 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 Chris Lambden you know sort of said to me that you know he said we, we, we're going we're going to race these things at Bathurst. I said, yeah, great, fantastic, that'll be wonderful. But I was thinking, yeah, never going to happen. And I spoke at Sandown to Eugene Rocker from Motorsport Australia, and sort of said, yeah, ah, that's you know, it's, it's not going to happen. And he went, ah, oh, hopefully it will. We're going to work hard. We're going to work with the category. We're going to work with the FIA, and we would we would certainly like to see those cars 
um, up on the mountain. That would be fantastic for the category. So, and in many ways, but I don't know whether they came out sort of at the end of it stronger. The other problem is that you know, you've got, at the moment, you've got, you know, kids stepping straight out of, you know, carts and TCR and a whole bunch of other things. They're not, it's not as if they've come through a whole bunch of junior formula before they actually get, get there. I mean, that, that accident I'm between. I was going to say, you're on that point, some of them haven't even been in Formula V or Formula Ford. You're right, they haven't even done anything. Yeah, I mean, and a testimony to his skill, but Aaron Cameron just you know, jumped out of a TCR car and just jumped in and was instantly one of the fastest drivers there. But, yeah, I mean, had he had more open-wheel experience, I mean, Lewis, even though he's very young, has got lots of open-wheel experience. Yeah. But would that accident you know, actually have happened if uh, if 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 Aaron, if Aaron Cameron had have had a bit more experience or do they have to do what they do at Macau at the, at the hairpin where they say, okay, um, the chase is a permanent yellow. The fact is, you know, you do not, you do not pass, you do not dive bomb anybody into the, in, into the chase because it's just, uh, yeah, the, I will give you a 30 second time dangerous. penalty. If you do it and it'll just wipe you out of the race, basically, if you try and do it. Dave, Dave, David's saying that they, apparently they do have wheel tethers, so that's that's good to good to know. Because I just thought with when that car was flying towards, you know, I know that area well. When that car was flying towards the uh, Aaron's car was flying towards the area, I thought you know, if a wheel comes off and goes the wrong, that will roll for miles. Yeah, so someone it'll end up in the hotel and it's on the balcony. Someone will be sitting there; they can use it as a coffee table. I was going to say coffee, cup of tea and biscuits. Oh, and a rubber tire. There you go, but. Um, Peter saying that yeah it makes no difference. Well, everyone has to drive to the conditions. It was good to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I, I love the look of them. I love the sound of them. It certainly excited me. That was the that was the thing I was making sure of all of the races over the weekend. They were the they were the races I was you know apart from the main race. They were the ones I was definitely you know looking at and saying hello. What time? What time are the S five thousands on? And making sure that I saw each of those races live. But um, I'm just worried that you know they, it, it could have gone could have gone pear shaped. So it'll be interesting to see what the post mortem is because they took the mm. they took the power out of them, and it was a lot of power when you consider it. Now ninety horsepower. Yeah, are they going to take? Are they going to leave that horsepower out of them? Are they going to give it back to them for the uh, when they go back onto other tracks? I mean, I don't think I don't think looking at them, they were still running. I mean, Cameron still ran under under two minutes. Which, yeah, I was surprised at because I thought that was, I think that that was the thing. I think two minutes was the, was the limit. The moment they dipped into the under two minute mark, that would be the time when CAMS or Motorsport Australia and the, or anybody from the FIA would be going, uh, yeah, probably a little too fast, boys. Hang on. Hang on. How is S5000 at Bathurst any more dangerous than Indy cars at Texas or Indy cars at Laguna Seca. Oh, uh, well, or, Indica- actually, or even Formula Ones at Imola. Or, or Spa. Well, or Spa. Or Spa. I mean, Spa. That's, you know, what's I mean, I know they've moved, they've just moved the Chateau to make, uh, Aruz safer <laughs> on the runoffs. Yeah. But, um, yeah, really, these are still open wheelers, you know, concrete walls. How is those events any less dangerous? Than Bathurst for S five thousand. I don't think it is. I think if I don't even argue the end the of right technology on. in the car and the right technology on the barriers 
and the right training for the marshals, I don't think there's a problem there. And I, I, I want to see open wheelers at Bathurst. I'd even say, and this is obviously not, involves no concrete barriers because it's you're going to have a clean runoff, except for you're going to have to worry about marshals and huts, etc. But you get the end of Phillip Island yep. straight, turn one, side by side, when they're hanging that turn, turn one to the slight right, they're doing 300 yep. kilometres an hour of that. They tangle up on wheels side by side before they even get anywhere near turn two, and it's not going to end up into a wall, anyone, but it's going to be carnage. I, ju- I just yep. think what, what, what it's Paul the is safety saying... Fitted to the track yeah. is going to make you're going to have and to, regardless of whether it's open wheel, regardless of whether it's a touring car or a, or a, the new. But, uh, Gen but as, 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 as it hits a wall, it hits a wall. Yeah, but as Paul's pointing out there, that's the difference between an FAA level two track and what we've got at Bathurst, even at the bend, and that's why they won't. Yeah, okay. That's why Protecting they won't the upgrade. Yeah, and yeah, that's and that's the most important there is thing. Protecting the crowds. Protecting yeah. the crowds should happen regardless of what. Class you're running. That's a very whether good it's point. NASCAR, whether in it's which, Formula in, One, whether in it's which IndyCar, case you've got to put massive catch fencing right around, right around the track. That's why they won't uh, they won't upgrade. Um, uh, Andrew and Lindsay Fox have both said they've got no interest in upgrading Phillip Island to FIA level two because they would have to install catch fencing right around. You know, like and, and certified catch fencing right around the entire perimeter. Have a look at Sydney Motorsport Park. Have a look at the bend. Any of those tracks for all the Formula One circuits, right around, they are just there is proper FIA standard catch fencing right across that thing, and you know I don't think anybody would want to see that at, that at Bathurst, um, ju- and just mm. for the sake of one cat one category. And I think obviously with the S five thousand, the vehicle itself, the car, you've got. You've got your hands device or whatever, the new ones. I think there's a new Simpson ones people have started using it too with the helmet and its connections and stuff like that. You've got the seat you're in. You've got the probably some sort of collapsible steering wheel. All sorts of cars are being developed for many decades now as well too. You've got the tub, as you said, wheel tethers. The, and, of course, the halo across the front of them, which was, you know, always been a testament with the S5000. So there's so many different safety features on the S5000 car itself. I suppose you've got not obviously put your hands in your gods, but you've got to look at the sense of you've got to trust the what's surrounding you anyway and the safety features have been put in place to make you safe if, if you are racing and get um, you make a mistake or you get mixed up with somebody. Yeah, and like Paul's saying, you know, PI need catch fencing and concrete wall, and that's why they, they're not keen on the concrete wall because obviously it's you know, as, as far as as far as the foxes are concerned, Phillip Island and we and Doc, you, you yes. said it yourself. Phillip yep. Island is a bike circuit, and yep. bikes don't like concrete walls. Because, you know, <laughs> no, and the people on them don't like them either. Don't so. like them either. Hey, speaking, uh, of, speaking of a track that does have uh, level two and concrete walls and did have bikes on the weekend, mm-hmm. I don't know if you had time to, if anybody had time to actually sit there and watch. I know Paul was Paul was apparently there, but what about the? Uh, and he can perhaps tell us how it went. But the uh, young that young Miller is uh, is a bit of a talent for a bike that was supposedly just a hotted up road bike. He did pretty well. He could go somewhere, that guy. He could, yeah. He went. Uh, he went well. Um, did, did you see much of a doc? I did watch. I didn't. I was not lucky enough. I had some work to do, but I did catch the main race on the Sunday afternoon, and that was a few red flags as well, too. So, hence my uh, catch phrase down the bottom today. Anyone got a red flag? Because we get to the main 
big event that happened on the weekend and what's coming up next weekend. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, a couple of incidents of the bikes. No one hurt, which is great. A few starts. But, um, yeah, this guy, this sort of guy just blew in to Australia. He's, he's been hanging out in New South Wales for a couple of weeks, I think, doing his quarantine time and, and just catching up with a few uh, family and friends, etc., around the countryside. And he did, did a special guest appearance named Thriller, Thriller, Thriller Macca or Thriller, I don't know, you know, Jack, Jack, Jack. Anyway, great guy, um, gave a lot to the crowd, came out and he, um, he dropped it on the Saturday, I think, that he put the cat bike yeah. down, the, the, the V4 Panigale. Beautiful turnout bike. Someone told me, uh, I heard on the grapevine, someone, one of you guys out there listening or watching us right now could probably Give us some, give us a, a comment. I think he had two bikes by the end of the weekend. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, it was great to see uh, Wayne Maxwell was is a true champion and knows how to put any bike around the circuit. And uh, the BMWs perform well as well too. But yeah, if you're on the back of a Ducati, you're going, you're going all right. And it was really great to see that uh, everyone. There was lots of photographs, lots of a few press conferences. Everyone just had, I think they just went out there. I mean, they were seriously racing, but they had a lot of fun and it was just everyone catching up for a good time. And, uh, you know, I'm sure the crowd would have been slightly taken away a bit because there was another big race in another state everyone wanted to go to instead. So, but awesome stuff. It's really great to see. Um, um, I shouldn't be arming and arming, but because I'm sort of wishing and hoping that maybe something like this could happen again next year on a different weekend when there's not as, Another significant motorsport event on. And well, he's he's already. You know, Jack's already said he's. I'd I'd like to come back and do. I'd, I'd definitely like to come back and do this again. Um, and that's a really good because he just he had a ball and he said he liked the track, and uh, he, he gave it a lot of praise. In fact, he said that you know he said this is a you know and it's interesting whether you know anybody in South Australia the the current government might not take much notice. But certainly if there's a change of government, they might, because uh, he said, look, he said, this is potentially a venue for an Australian motor- motorcycle Grand Prix. If, if Phillip Island, you know, if, if they ever wanted to change or Phillip Island didn't want it, um, this is, this is a, this is a possible venue with some, uh, with, you know, so that was, you know, high praise from, uh, high praise running. Speaking of Adelaide and the change of government, supercars are saying that, Next year, it is apparently they. I don't. I, I'll believe it when I see it. But they're saying it is not mm. beyond the realm of possibility that there might be an Adelaide Five Hundred next year, towards the end of the year, because there's a there's an election uh, early in uh, early in the year in South Australia. There's a memorandum of understanding, and the the opposition are saying that if it's at all possible to get supercars back on the streets of Adelaide sometime in twenty twenty. To, um, where, are you, where, are you, where are you changing your postal address to, Brett? Where in South Australia do you say you were changing your last postal well, address to? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd, don't think I'd, don't think I'd go, go that quite far. that far, but the, uh, but yeah, that was, oh, uh, come that, on. Would, that would be, that would be interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, be I, lot, just on that note, and this does affect a lot of motorsport in general because there is politics going up there as far as drag racing in Sydney. Uh, there will be a number of elections throughout Australia, federal and state, over the next 12 months as well too, which could change the shape of the country. 
Well, we saw. We also saw in terms of you know we've seen sort of you know the Victorian state government has been putting in a lot of money into local motorsport with the uh, with the improvements out at uh, out at Oakley with the, the kart tracks, the improvements at Rob Roy. They're all over the place. There's there's money going into various venues, and today it was announced that there will be two rounds of the. Uh, of the of the Australian Motorsport Championships and the and the TCR Championship down at Phillip Island, and that's all been brought about because of, uh, of some funding from the federal government through the uh, through their regional tourism uh, grants for the as part of the recovery process after the Great Global Bastard. So we're getting two rounds, and one of them will be in March. I'm hoping we can get back into the studio at Channel 31 and RMITV for Inpit Lane because, boy, March is looking like as it will be the week after the Phillip Island Historics. Um, so Phillip Island Historics and then... Just just a little bit of a teaser, uh, a, um, a news flash, and it's just like a hot coffee on the hand type news flash. It doesn't hurt very much. I did have a sneaky uh, drive down in the Moe Newborough era two weeks ago for the weekend, and I was taken out in a FPV GT uh, Mark II Falcon at uh, a considerable speed around the place. Didn't actually go on the Bryant Park hill climb itself down there, but we were around it, and I had a chance when we were going a little bit slower to have a look at the facility there and the and the um, t- tire mac and the course, it looks spectacular on the on the upgrade. Oh, it's it's it's, it's, it's I'm seen, it, I've seen it firsthand. Yeah, no, I've I've driven it. I've 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 had a few runs around there over over the years. Um, Melissa was lucky enough to get uh, get hold of a. Renault uh, gave her a car to drive, and I had a bit of a steer of that. And I've t- I took, I took the, um, I think it was the old laser. I took the old laser around. I also took around. I had a a, a, a loaner, and I wasn't supposed to, so I won't say who I had it from. But I had a loaner from somebody, a a press car, and uh, yeah, I had the opportunity to uh, to carefully take it around. It's a great venue, fabulous venue. Um, if if you're in that area and the got a great club room if you sit out on the balcony out there you can see the whole of the whole of the track it's uh it's a great venue up there it's a really yeah a big thank you to uh jay who i won't uh fulfill his whole name but because i will be giving away but thanks jay for taking me for a spin around in the gt at uh, a respectable speed and uh seatbelt you don't need and when you're sitting in a passenger side normal seatbelts don't help you just put just a little tip anybody you shouldn't be going that fast unless you're on a track but put your feet up against the floor pan and it'll keep you in the seat if you push up against yourself but yeah Yeah. Bryant park looks amazing at the moment yeah no it's a good it's it's a good it's a it's a really it's a really good it's a really good track of course Stuart. We're gonna get yeah, as you said, we're gonna get out there. You know, you're 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 dying to get anywhere at the moment to do some of your, to try out some of your tech stuff. Um, you oh, yeah. would ha- you would have an absolute ball with the angles and the tracks down there at the moment. Yeah, it's actually quite a hard. In some ways, it's a hard track to to cover. We've we've covered stuff. We did the Australian Hill Climb Championship, not not as a live stream, but we Richard and I went down and recorded, and we had a fabulous day. Chris is back with us. Welcome back, Chris. I'm uh, um. But yeah, we went down, we did the Australian Hill Climb Championship there and that was, um, that was a, a great day, great day out and, uh, 
yeah, it's it's uh, you can see the whole track, but uh, yeah, you could you you could probably we could probably do it with the, with the gear we've got already. We could probably do a, a quite reasonable um, a quite reasonable coverage of of the of stuff down there. I've said yeah, you know, like a few times, hill climbs, motor carnage, speedway and drag racing. They're made for television. They're made for live streaming. Um, we just need someone to put their hand in their pocket and say, you know. Come along, because you know the stuff. You know it's not affordable, but it it all costs money, and that's uh, you know that's the bottom line. Speaking of money and people putting hands in pockets, um, can we digress for a moment to a little bit of local politics? Uh, some of you might be aware that the Melbourne Motorboat Club has a ninety-nine year lease on the Exford Reservoir. And uh, some local councillors are putting their nose in because people have bought property that backs onto the reservoir and are suddenly demanding access to the water on runabouts and boats and don't want to go and join the local club, as in join the Melbourne, like the runabout and motorboat club. So, So they don't want access to, or they don't want to pay to have membership to the club to have access to the facilities, to have access to the safety and all of the knowledge and all the experience of running boats on that facility. They just want to be able to, you know, get out of their backyard and drop a boat in the water and not give a damn about all the people who put on all the effort of putting that facility in there. Now, I know Brett and I have been out of the facility and it is a brilliant facility when the water is up. Some of the boat racing can be some of the best racing you can see, and it is like sitting in a coliseum to watch. So if anyone is in that area and they want to give their local uh, council members a ring or an email and just say, hey, support the boating club and keep the racing happening and keep the facility in the hands of the people who have been managing it so well since the 1960s, uh, might be a good idea. Otherwise, that racing will go away as well. What he said, yeah, I yeah, like, I like it. That seems that is only fair. I mean, we all pay taxes. Yep. Um, we all have to, we all have facilities that if we want to go to Lake Eildon or Epilock yep. or all, all the different places, but they are all they are only as good as what everyone puts into the area and maintain the local council and raising money. Area. Yep. Yeah, it's been, been, been there, been there a long, that's long, fair, long time. Fair, and, fair, yeah. fair crack of the whip. I think that's probably a good sign. Yeah, they've put in case. so much effort getting that facility to be the class that it is, and now people just want to come along because they've bought the land that backs on it, and they just want to ignore all of that effort. They just want to be able to access it themselves without joining the club. I mean, join the club and get insurance for your boat. Join yeah, the club yeah. and get access to all the information and knowledge about life-saving and you know, correct procedures out on the water. And, and not and that partici- hard of a decision and, to make. And participate in your local community and organisation. Exactly. Exactly. And, and be beneficial. And you never know, you might like it and you might actually make a difference and how everybody else doing yep. it together will make a huge yep. impact on the whole environment and the facility and everyone gets to use it. Exactly. And it will be a, it will be a better place. Not, yeah, well, just, just help me along to, there, Stuart. Yeah, good luck to the club. I mean, we've had we've had uh, people from the club on uh, on several times before, and we might get in touch with them uh, again if then see if we can uh, give them a bit of publicity on that when we come back, hopefully in oh, yeah. in March. Now, mm. now before we go, um, I believe that the, the last weekend there was a 
there was a race overseas somewhere and um hang on before we get to that i just want to point out that that whole quick. meme about eating popcorn when things go wrong and just watching the S show unfold. You cannot buy enough popcorn for the next five minutes. I, I, I just want some. Anyone got red flags? I need some red flags. I've run out of red flags. Oh. Who okay, is amateur out? Who driver standards over the weekend in Saudi Arabia were pathetic on all so on all classes. It, uh, it, it was, was it, yeah. it was it was it wasn't good. But Pete, what did what did you think? I mean, your take on the. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's hard to argue with the fact that, you know, I mean, and it's funny that even Helmut Marco now has come out and said, you know, like, yeah, okay, because, you know, the evidence was overwhelming, the forensic evidence is in, and it was very, very, it was very, very firm that, yes, Max did break test uh, Hamilton on the on the main straight, and uh, that had the potential to, to go very, 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 very badly. Pete, what did you think? They were both, um, uh, yes, they were both, it looked like they were both, he was going to give the place back close to the DRS zone so he could get it, re retake it back um, down the straight. Um, so I like what Alex Wirtz has said. I can't remember exactly what he said, exactly word for word what he said, but his idea was, that if you're in that situation and you can't and you do give the place back to close to a DRS zone, you can't then retake it back until the next lap that you yeah. come into the DRS zone. Or, yeah, that that work. The other the other option that I've sort of thought of is, is having you've got DRS zones. You could have redress zones as well that are outside yeah. of the DRS to say, okay, on mm-hmm. the next lap there will be, and that, and then there's no uncertainty. It's like you know, on the next lap, Max will redress the place, or whoever's in front will redress the place at redress zone one or redress zone two. And that way, the, the drivers who are following say, "Yes, at that stage, they will get out of the way, and then I can, then I can yep. come through." They at least know where it's going to happen and when. It's, a bit like, um, just thinking about it, a bit like we see in um, Formula SAE, where they've got the passing, they have oh, the yeah. passing zone. Exactly. That exactly. and it works. Look, I mean, I know it's you know, very slow, do, but it's, you know, yeah, it'll be easy enough to do. Some of the tracks have got escape roads on the outside of, uh, like a. Uh, sand trap or the like, and all it's got to do is the car's got to go through that at a slower speed for one lap. Done. Sorted. Yeah, like that, that would also like be that a useful way of getting rid of five-second yeah. penalties at the end of the race that has yeah. been just Yeah, well, that's what they do now with, the, yeah, with MotoGP. They've got the, the penalty lap. They've got that extra bit. They've got it now yep. at uh, at Phillip Island, that uh, that sort of extension around uh, around Honda. So you take that sort of that penalty zone, and that could be, and as you say, that uh, it's probably much more... It's probably much more entertaining than just saying, like, after the race, okay, oh, yeah. it's a five or a ten second. Because, yes, they're going to lose time, but they will lose the same amount of time, and then they can they can just start racing again. But, uh, yep. yeah, I well, thought it was – I don't have, think uh, – Pete? Or have – no, because the, the, the command was give the place back, but do it strategically. Have no – do it strategically. Just give the place back. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so yeah. either way, it was yeah. You know, it, it could have been it could have been a very very nasty situation. Um, okay, serious course. note first. I just oh, and, okay. well, just let's let's, let's go. Ted, Ted Kravitz said, told Sky yeah. Sports News such a such a move could see Verstappen burdened by the label of a dirty driver. Didn't seem to worry Senna or Schumacher, who both didn't mind punting other drivers off the track, and both are considered great of F one greats of F one now. Yeah, that's going to lead us straight into um, Schumacher versus Damon Hill at Adelaide for a championship. Are we going to see the same sort of thing next week where somebody punts one of the other drivers off or damages the car specifically as tactics to win the championship? I want to touch on that, actually, because it involves two things. So first of all, on on a serious note, I hope they've got a whole lot of spare headphones for next weekend, ready for any team. Because <laughs> Toto, Toto Wolf knows how to set a new precedent on how to destroy a set with an explicit F word thrown right into it. Now, getting back to the serious stuff. One, and he's just in the same... Is he now in the same club as Alistair Clarkson? Absolutely. Al, Al, Alistair, Alistair famously had the, had the phone, so... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, right, so, yeah. We, you know, we should... That, that, that's a meme we should find. We should find the footage somewhere of yeah, both of those. Of both those and, and, and jam them up. There you go, Stuart. Not, not a problem for next week. Now, getting on to some, um, okay, really proper serious stuff. One, and this is... I Hopefully, this comes in... This comes down to self-consciousness, and I know Team Waters and all this rag, all this rubbish that goes on. What Val, and I'm a fan of the guy, but he's obviously leaving the sport. Valtteri Bottas cannot do what he did last week because it could severely affect the race in a championship and it could end up in court afterwards. So no slowing down the drivers deliberately like he did when the race was still in the balance earlier on last, on last weekend. He's deliberately slowed down, uh, other drivers that stepping at the stage when they're going into the first red flag and pitch because that is going to end up caught. If it goes to court, no one's going to know what the answer is if someone instigates that in the first place. Everybody Two. loses. Exactly. Everyone loses. No one knows who'll ever win. Two. In the, and I've addressed this before in previous weeks, and the, I think um, everyone in the control room is going to be really careful and start to watch this. Qualifying at any stage or practice, whatever like that, drivers that are slowing down and doing stupid slow stuff when people are going around on flying laps, could actually damage a car that badly that they may not participate in a race, especially when it comes to on the Sunday. So that's, that's, that's point number two. That's that's really important. And three, I just want to quickly finish off with my couple of comments on my premonitions for next weekend. Reflecting back, great drive by Daniel last weekend as well too. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did well. The, the McLaren obviously well. uh, su- suited, and he, he was he was very happy with the performance. So yeah, he did. He did very well, but it's, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I hope that it doesn't end up in controversy. I mean, obviously this is going to, I'm um, going to provide sort of, you know, like big ratings for, for Formula mm-hmm. One. Everybody's keen to see what happens as, as, you know, as, as Paul's pointing out. Um, if both of them, if there is a DNF for both of them, Verstappen will win, um, on count backs. And that's what they've, uh, that's what the, uh, uh, Toto Wolf has already come out and said, you know, like, I hope that it's not going through anybody's mind. And, and Christian Horn has come out and said, no, I can, you know, it will certainly not be discussed at our end. Um, we will, you know, we, it, we, we want this to be a clean fight to the end. And that's what we think Max will want. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure about that, but I think Max will, you know, Max will want to, Max will want to win his first championship, but I mean, you know, it's, uh, 
Well, if Max ends up on the, one of the three steps of the podium next week, it goes quite, it's been quite public now that he will break the record for the amount of podiums in a season anyway as well too, ever. Yeah, so it's, um, there it's as mm. Andrew, Andrew saying concerns this will end up as a farce if the track condition. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the worrying thing. I mean, yeah, like, I, I'm probably, I'm, I'm not going to watch it live. As, as basically as soon as the cars crossed the line at, um, at Bathurst, I discontinued my, my KO sub, subscription. Um, because you I was cracked it, did you, Brett? There. Absolutely spat the dummy like a Toto Wolf. Did you throw your headphones? No, I didn't throw it there. I just, uh, I just didn't want to be spending. I didn't have a twenty-five, another twenty-five dollars to spend. But the, the the card had been declined once, and I wasn't going to get it declined again. So I knocked it on. I said, right, I finished. I've watched Bathurst, and also, I mean, the fact is, it's at an ungodly hour of the morning, and I'm going to, you know, I'll watch. I'll, but I don't want to get up on Monday morning and you know, hook up to the YouTube and see that it has been a farce. I want it to be like a, a great drive to the end and worthy of the worthy of a battle between two two really, really good drivers, including you know, including Lewis, you know, going for, you know, an an unprecedented eighth world championship, which is just Ridiculous! I never thought anybody would catch up with Fangio. I never thought anybody would catch up with Schumacher to surpass. But it's just you know an incredible performance. Um, with whatever people mm. think of him, there's a lot of lot of nonsense. I mean, yeah, he's he can be a, he's a polarizing character, but there is no doubt about it. The the guy can the guy can drive well, a race car. Let's face it: if anyone does beat Hamilton in a fair race. Uh, without breaking any rules or breaking the spirit of the rules, if they beat Hamilton, they've got to be the top of the game. They've got to be doing the absolute best job that they can possibly do for the driver and the team. He has set a standard that if you can beat me, you are the best. Well, there's one person in line next year. He's got the chance, and Georgie Porgy is going to be the next guy having a crack at it. I think everyone, doesn't matter who wins the championship this year, Max or Lulu, we'll be all looking forward to the first round of next year to find out how his co-driver will go because he has been a Saturday specialist, especially the first, you know, half, three quarters of a year, George Russell. He not, didn't necessarily end up in Q3 all the time, but he did, you know, he was crack, cracking along and setting a decent pace and be able to do, you know, one lap wonder. So... If he can qualify as good as he has in the car he has at Williams, as he can in the silver, the silver arrows next year, um, let's see how he goes for uh, race pace and consistency and not making mistakes and see if he, you know, see if he can serve it up to Lewis with the same. That's if that's, um, I assume Mercedes will giving him this, giving the same rubber underneath. Well, now as we are, now we as well as, uh, we, we are well over our regular time and I, I have some now very cold roast, uh, roast pork waiting for me to, to eat outside. Um, let's, let's find out as, uh, as Box is saying and, uh, everyone at home put in your, uh, two bobs worth as well. Who do you think will win this, uh, weekend? Who wins, uh, who wins the world? Forget about the race. Who wins the world championship? Hamilton oh. versus, uh, well, Pete, we know, uh, you, you were, you, you said about a month ago, uh, when he was behind, you said that Hamilton would win. You're still sticking with that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Stuart? Yeah, i got to agree with Pete on this one. I think Hamilton's going to take it. Hamilton. Doc? Max. I just want to add, and I'm not going to go long-winded, 
it's going to be a lot of variables that could take either of them out. Yep. So uh, the, I'm and, going. And you, and you, Brett. I'm going. I'm going for at the moment. The the Mercedes are are clearly the the faster car in Hamilton. So um, I'm saying and that, uh, yes. I'm predi- going for prediction for the Hamilton race. As, as everyone's well. going. Everyone's obviously if you're going Hamilton. going for Hamilton. Yeah, oh, Hamilton. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Charles Leclerc. Well, that's one out of left field. That's a, that's way Ooh. out of left field. Um, if they both yeah. take if they take if they both take each other out. Um, he is probably the next best after the two main teams. Andrew saying that uh, he thinks uh, Max with the also with the bonus for the fastest lap. Now that one could point. come into it. Yeah, that that'll could be come into point, it. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, that mm-hmm. and be... which and which um, you've got Valtteri Bottas and Sergio Perez or Checo Perez, Checo. If they put some rubber on with a lap or two to go, and you know both both players are out of the mix. That one point can make a difference, like you said, Brett. Far out, especially if they end up one and two or five and six. Or well, if if, you know if uh, if both of them are out and they are tied, the only the the only way that you know Lewis can win would be if in early in the race before he gets put out, he has the fastest lap. So uh, because because obviously Max has got it on countback. Yeah, so I mean, he's got to get mm. so so Hamilton, so Hamilton can't just sit back and uh, twiddle his thumbs. He's got to, he's probably got to, you know, just to make make sure of it. He might uh, have to go hard early, but it'll be in, it'll be interesting to see. It's uh, there. It's uh, it's great to see it going down. It's got a lot of interest, a lot of mainstream interest. I see. Unfortunately, this is not the case in Australia, but over in England. Um, Channel Four have paid a, apparently a ridiculous amount of money to um, to get the rights to uh, to, to screen it live on free to air television in England. They've got to, they've done a deal with Sky Sports. Oh, and so, surely sort of, yeah. Rupert owns Channel Ten these days. Couldn't he put it on? No, nah, not anymore. He doesn't. No, Rupert doesn't. No, no he Rupert doesn't. doesn't Rupert owns no. nine and seven. Oh, sorry, Rupert owns nine. That's right. Sorry, CBS. Rupert owns 10, Australia, but, but yeah, the, sorry, yeah. No, it's, it's actually it's actually it's that's the interesting thing. It's actually CBS, CBS which yes, who run CBS the, owns ten. Yeah. That's, why, that's why you get all these reruns of Friends and then and the Big Bang uh, yeah. Theory all the time. And, and, so all, and, and they've also got no interest in. This is one of the big problems that Channel Ten have got is that they've got the, their sports uh, um, thing. Is when you think about years ago when they had the they had that yeah you know, one one sport concept and that was the thing that changed everything because that was the thing that terrified Rupert Murdoch. If that one sport concept that David White was pushing for a free to air twenty four hour a day sports channel. If that um, had have taken off the way he wanted it to take off, bankruptcy. if they'd have let it, Foxtel would be in big, even Bank bigger up. trouble. Now, the only thing that's keeping them alive now is is sport, yeah. and, and they've oh, got sorry. a monopoly. And and Alan Jones has an announcement tomorrow, which is you know the whole world's going to tune in for. Which really, oh, seriously, I don't believe I actually heard that. I don't know why it came up on my feed. Uh, going across over to my over to my side over there. Uh, could, could I just please? Um, Peter, what time do you know the race is officially going to be on Australian time? I think it's midnight. Midnight, it is. So I just, yeah. I just, you, you knew you had it worked out already for us. Yep. Okay. Thanks, Mag Cow. He's going for Bottas for the win. Max second, Ricardo third. I like a third place getter, and we might see a shoey even for a third place if, if Ricardo gets up on the podium. 
And I think you're, I think you're hoping a bit too much there, Magcal. I like, I like your idealism, but look, it's gonna. I, I seriously, as as Brett said, and I think everyone concurs, we want to see a clean race. <laughs> let the best man win. May all the wheels go across the line connected to the car and it will be a better sport for it rather than the controversy will be good and fun, but we don't want to see it go to courts and get drawn out where everyone gets just bored of hearing about who, who should have, could have, would have. Well, we 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 hope that we hope that the we hope that the W for those who are listening on the podcast. Peter Fraser is saying um, Max wins because Hamilton <laughs> faints due to inhaling excessive aftershave. <laughs> yeah, um, one other thing with Hamilton is uh, the track more left hand corners or right hand mm. corners because Hamilton also has to deal with the weight of that watch. All right, that's, 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 that's usually you doing that, Stuart. Let's have a look at Abu Dhabi on the track. Let's watch. have a look. Watch. Oh, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Um, The other thing, well, too, oh, and I'll tell you what, I've got a bigger factor than the the left and right, uh, which is obviously very important. I don't have it on my phone like I did Bathurst last week, which I got the weather forecast right. What will happen in Abu Dhabi? Because they can have some tropical rain sometimes as well, too. Not very often. It's one of the oh, driest places. Yeah. Oh, come on. Tropical rain? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think we'll see. It would be I'm, very unlikely. Yes, it I'm has going for a storm. Past, after the sand. Sandstorm. 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 Sandstormers, yeah. Bernie's not that's around it. sprinklers on. Yeah, that, that's it. And Andrew's saying yes, and farewell to Kimi Raikkonen, one of uh, one of Andrew's famous uh, favourites. Certainly not one of mine to interview, bro. The, the, the toughest interview in all motorsport. Oh, quite did, friend, you, but, say, uh, did you have try. down the bottom there before, Brett? You said uh, Kimi uh, is going to miss the, not miss the politics of the sport. Um, just in response to your comment over there, it didn't go on those, Peter, about the sprinklers of Bernie Eccleston. If you pay Bernie enough to put the sprinklers on, even though he's not involved in the sport, if you give him enough money, he'll do it for you. That's all Bernie's about, mm-hmm. is accumulating the most amount of money in the world. There's nothing yeah, else well, matters. He's, he's certainly doing, doing he's well. He's got a long way hey, to listen. go. I am like really, really, really hung, hungry now. And as I said, I've got, I've got some pork waiting for me out there and I've got to, uh, I've got to see Lucky what it's it not is. a hot pork anymore. No, it's not a hot pork anymore because mm. I turned it off, but it's, uh, so it's certainly well rested. They say always rest your meat for as long as well. It's been well and truly rested. Well and truly rested now. So no, Stuart, I, you can't swear yeah. now. So anyway, everybody. But I, so I next, can recommend the hot dogs from the coffee ambulance in at the end of Tullamarine. Right. Okay. Well, the we'll, 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 that was today's job. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, let's uh, let's uh, we'll see you next week. Now, next week will be our final uh, episode for the uh, for the year on Full Course Yellow. We will take a we'll take a break uh, for until I I don't know I don't know when, but it'll be a, it'll be a while. And then, uh, as I said, uh, hopefully, in terms of the program, in terms of in pit lane. Uh, we were certainly uh, hoping to come back. Still, fingers crossed. Uh, obviously, at the moment, there is still no word from RMIT University as to what the situation is there. There's still, um, obviously, you know, until until they can open, as they said, until they can open properly again, until they can basically, you know, have make some planning for next year. They're not making any announcements as to what the availability will be for RMITV on the studio. So um, there's a few things that we've got to jump over before we find out whether we're back. 
at all next year. But so next year, be, uh, next week, be watching and we'll wrap up uh, what what is hopefully not a too controversial, but I'm sure it will be controversial, the <laughs> uh, yeah, final round of the of the World Championship and uh, have a quick sort of wrap up of the year. Perhaps something for you to think about is we might have some of our own sort of end of year awards coming up at the end of the year everybody else does it so um we might put up so stay uh, stay abreast on the uh, on the facebook page and we might put up a few categories and we might ask you to uh, to put in your two bobs worth and make a vote and uh, we will see what everybody thinks about uh, about who I was the the main performers for 2021 I have a suggestion Brett straight away you 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 inferred one earlier which was your best Ale- best Alex Clarkson award for the year as well too there you go there well i think years. i think we know who's won that already I think Toto's got that well and truly wrapped up, the Alistair Clarkson Memorial Award. So, um, okay, everybody, uh, thanks to everybody. Thanks, Russell. Thanks, Box. Thanks, Mad Cow Mark. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next week on Full Course Yellow. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the Grand Prix if you're watching it live. Enjoy your sleep if you're not watching it live. And uh, enjoy the... uh, Enjoy the the, the the cricket as well. That's my plans for the weekend. Yeah. Is watching for as long as it lasts. Anyway, okay, everybody. We'll see you. Uh, we'll send congratulations, to Travis Head as well. We'll see you next week as from Full Course Yellow. Until then, from all of us here. Bye for now. Have a great week. Bye.